the art of successful living. My name is Joanne Williams. This podcast is all about learning how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining in as we continue. The Holy Spirit, His fruit, His guidance, His power. Today we're going to be talking about being filled with the Spirit. A couple of weeks ago, I went on a cruise, and boy, I never seen so many drunk folks all at one time in one place. Breaking news, though, God wants us to get drunk too. But how? With what? Are we talking about liquor or something else? Well, let's find out. The scriptures read, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. That's found in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 through 21. And I was reading from the English Standard Version. Let me start off by defining the word debauchery. It means extreme indulgence in bodily pleasures and especially sexual pleasures, behaving, um, you know, way out of character. It involves sex, drugs, and alcohol. Anyway, we have this command in the Bible, be filled with the Spirit. Where there is no filling, there's no wind and fire from heaven. So what does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? What is Paul talking about? Number one, it's a command. Be filled with the Spirit. Number two, it's passive. The Spirit does the filling. Our job is to let him do it. So, you know, we're not the ones taking the action. The Holy Spirit does the filling. The Holy Spirit fills us up to clean us out. Number three, the command in Ephesians 5.18 is plural, meaning it applies to every believer. I don't care if you're the pastor or uh, you you ushering, whatever the situation is, uh, if you're a believer, it applies to you. Fourth, this command is in the present tense, which means it's continuous. We're to keep on being filled. You can't get filled yesterday and expect it to last for the day. Filling today doesn't mean filling tomorrow. Uh, we regularly take our cars to a gas station. Why? So we can fill them with fuel. Why? So we can go where we want to go. 
And after you run out of gas and you drive up to that gas station, they don't give you a new motor. No, your your indwelling motor is there to stay inside your car. But unless that motor gets fuel, you ain't going nowhere. So like the song says, fill me up, Lord. Fill me up. Uh, I want to run over till I overflow. Fill me up, Lord. However, the very second you pull away from the gas station and you head to the freeway or the highway or even down the street, that fuel begins dissipating. You you burning it up, you consuming it, you you begin to lose the feeling, you burn up the gas. The farther you go and the faster you go, the less fuel you have. And so you have to go get filled up again. Well, I use that illustration because it's the same way with the spirit. We constantly need fresh wind fresh fire to enable us to live out God's expectation for us in this world, to empower us each day to go where he wants us to go and to do what he wants us to do. Paul makes a point of comparing the Spirit's filling with being drunk with wine. He says, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Being drunk means to be uh, 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 controlled by alcohol. That's what it means to be drunk. You do things that you don't naturally do. You act in ways that you don't naturally act. Being Spirit-filled means to be controlled by the Spirit to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit, meaning he dominates your personality. He runs the show and calls the shot. In order for him to dominate us like that, the Holy Spirit must um, shatter our self-sufficiency, our independence. One of the main ways he does this is through trials. He wants us to tear down our assumptions, that we can fix things on our own, that we can pull ourselves up with our own bootstraps, that we can self-correct, we can do it, you know, all those slogans and stuff that you hear these days. Anyway, through trials, the Holy Spirit wants to bring us to the point of surrender, to the point that we realize we can't do this without him. Go read 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 1 through 2. When you're under the Spirit's control, He enables you to do what He naturally uh, does instead of what you naturally do. He enables us to do what He naturally does. I want to make sure we get that, I got that clear. Anyway, when you're under His control, you care for people you would naturally uh, care for. You you probably would ignore them. I mean, and, and it would be natural, you know. But now you care for people you would naturally ignore. You're patient when you would usually be in turmoil. Hate gives way to love. 
stubbornness to understanding, dissension to unity, and all because you are drunk with the Spirit. The problem is, at least what that's what I believe, the problem is, is that some of us are sippers instead of drinkers. We sipping on it, you know. To What Paul means is to, to drink is to do what Jesus taught when he told us, let his words abide in us. And, and I think that when he uses the word let, that, you know, there may be, well, not maybe, but there is interference. There are things that are hindering us. So he tells us, let his words, let the words of God abide in us. John chapter 15, verse seven. When we let Christ's words, the word of God dominate us, we find abilities that we didn't know we had. We discover a power that we didn't know existed. We experience a personality, a personality change that we didn't think was possible. So I said all that to say this, don't sip when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Drink. As a matter of fact, guzzle it. Guzzle it down. After Paul gives us the, the command to be filled, he goes on to explain and illustrate it for us. He tells us that it's worship that fills you with the Spirit. Go back and look at that scripture. Look at what it says. He says, being filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, doing what? Singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart. And then the, you know, the scripture goes on. We have to make worship a lifestyle if we haven't done so already. It's not just a once a week on Sunday thing or five minute fix every morning or every evening. You know, we do devotions and a lot of us have this thing about devotions where we um, have this rule. A verse a day keeps the devil away. Um, you know, we can say a few quick words of prayer and then we off and all of that. And, you know, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with any of this, but, but the truth of the matter is, is that's not abiding. That's not drinking deeply. That's not worship as a lifestyle. Lifestyle worship means the daily domination of God in your life. It means continual awareness of God's worth and our dependence on him making our decisions in accordance with his word. If you want to be a spirit-filled individual, you have to be a worshiping individual. And it's not, it's all day long, it's every day. You know, you might be driving down the street and you just got a little ditty going while you're driving. You know, you just begin to praise him. You, 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 you might be washing dishes and you just start to sing out. You know, if you want to be a spirit filled family or if you want your family to be spirit filled, then you've got to be a worshiping family. If we want 
a spirit-filled church, we must be a worshiping church. His word has to abide in us. And then we have a lifestyle of a worshiper. If we want to see God's supernatural fire fall on us, and if we want to feel his supernatural wind blow on us, then worship God the Father. The Lord Jesus Christ, worship him. When we worship, let us worship in spirit and in truth as we drink deeply from the word of God. If you have enjoyed this episode, give me a thumbs up. Also, click that notification button so you can be notified when the next podcast comes out. Until next time, be blessed.